Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away Will the circle It is a good day here on Circle Unbroken, and we want to say hello to our audience. We want you to know that uh, not a day goes by that we are not grateful for you listening, for you tuning in, for you finding us. As previously mentioned, I'm your host, Taft Ayers, and I'm joined in by my man, Coach Mike. Welcome back, sir. Glad to be here. You having a good day? Fantastic. The fall weather is around us. We've got a little bit of, my kids said the other day, they go, it's pretty and wet. And I thought, what an interesting description to the local weather. They they looked around and they saw the nice leaves falling and then they said it's soaking wet and that was their that was their commentary on yesterday. And so uh, what I hear is it's going to change. Yep. It's not going to be so cold and nasty. Yeah, it's... Uh Tennessee weather reminds me of Oklahoma weather. Right. You know, if you don't like it, wait about ten minutes. It's sure. going to change. You know, that, right. and that's a and that is a quote from an Oklahoman, right? Will Rogers. Right. Okay. You know, yeah. Tennessee tends to claim it around here, but you know, <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to stick up for my Okies. But uh, but yeah, it's it's going to get back into the 60s, where it's kind of where it's normal sure. around here. Right. We've been unusually warm. Yeah. In the last three weeks, so we kind of had to balance things out and be unusually cold for a day or two and then well, i know, knew i knew it, it is what it is when my kids yesterday no sunday when my kids on sunday were saying to me hey dad um what, what do you think about a uh, white halloween and i said what and they said it could snow and i'm like yeah, you guys are not meteor you're not budding meteorologists i said it's not it's not going to snow what well, it could it's going to be this cold and this wet and i said dude don't don't get me started on a white halloween like we're going to have a snow out for halloween that would be insane i've never seen that uh, not in these. Gotta parts. go a little further north. Right, right. That, that's not that's not happening. What do they say? Round these parts. Yeah. I, I heard a quote recently that I want to share with the Circle Unbroken audience. And as I share this quote to you, there's different quotes that you see on coffee mugs. There's quotes you see on the internet. In this age today of memes and reels, there are different things that just come across your feed and you see them and you think about them. But this one is a quote, and I I wound up putting on social media with permission, where I was standing in the hallway of my home and my wife said something. And she's always, there's two of my favorite things about my wife. Ever since we've been kids, my wife always says, she says things where she's not trying to be inspirational, but she will say them and they belong on a t-shirt. And I've said for years that I, that I needed to just make a mint putting her <laughs> quotes on t-shirts. Then that's the entrepreneur in me folks. <laughs> then another thing about her that I love coach is, you know, state championship, basketball, softball. I mean, she, she's just, just good, well-rounded lady, good, good athlete. There is nothing that I can throw her that she doesn't catch. And if she said right now, I hate to have, throw me that such and such. And I would go, all right, boom. 
and throw it to her. Uh, a lot of my buddies, their wives would duck, would, would cower, would, would fumble it. My wife catches it either properly with two hands and a support hand, or she'll one-hand it out of the air and just grab it. And every time she does it, I'll look at my signs and be like, find you one of those. And so <laughs> she always does super, super cool stuff. She's fun. And my wife hit me with a quote recently where I just knew that I was going to post it on social media. Again, men with permission. <laughs> uh, but then secondly, it hit me that this is a quote that I think fits our three different areas, our church space, our business space, and our community space. And the reason that I think it fits is because we live in a society, and this is kind of our message of the day, we live in a society, Coach, that for lack of better terms, it is easily triggered. We're going to get into what that means, but we live in a society that's easily triggered from words like um, offended, words like bullying, words like narcissist. These are words that get thrown around a lot. And to quote the uh, the fella, I think it was Vassini from um, um, The Princess Bride, where he says, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Now, they, they, they talk about that when Vicini's always saying inconceivable in The Princess Bride. And uh, he's told that by Nigo Montoya. Now I'm just challenging my brain on my Princess Bride knowledge here. But in this situation, we hear people that are triggered a lot and they're easily offended. They are easily offended by so many things. And I think it's because of a certain way that we act, certain way that we operate. My wife, in the context of this quote, really doesn't matter. But the, my wife said to me five days ago, uh, one evening, as we were going through some things and working on what we were going to do and where we we're going to do it, the following quote, and I'm going to read it. Okay. This is what she says. Some people call it self-involved. I won't let that sink in for a minute. Some people call it self-involved. I call it minding my own business. Now, I want, I want everybody to hear this quote. She said, some people call it self-involved. I call it minding my own business. Now, my wife drops truth bombs. My wife cultivates these nuggets and doesn't mean to. She said that in passing and I just, it floored me because I was going, you know what? Whoa. Now what she means by this, I told you we're not going to dive into the context, but what she means by it is saying this. There are people that think some people don't give a care. There are people that think some people are disconnected. And so they'll use phrases like self-involved, selfish, um, of an introvert mentality of all I care about is my little space right here and me and my own little kingdom. She said, that's not what it is for me. It's called minding my own business. And what she was talking about is that there are so many people that are so non self-involved. They're involved in everything and they have their nose, they have their finger, they have their touches. And I'm guilty of this because I'm an extrovert. I'm social. Um, I don't like to let things go. I like to say, hey, let's let's keep talking about this. Let's explore this, all the different catchphrases. And she said, there are people that will look at me, Taft, and they will say, oh, that person's self-involved or, oh, that person just cares about X, Y, and Z. And she goes, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just trying to steer a ship. I don't care about all this other stuff. And you know what? I'm letting you do you, a phrase that people have abused also. Because uh, I do think it's one thing to care. I do think it's one thing to be involved and to be a light for people in so many ways. But sometimes we run around with that light 
As I've used that illustration on this show before, we just shine at people's faces. We just blind people. We're not guiding people or helping people, so to speak. And so, Coach, I felt like when she said this, this is a prescription when we look at how many people are triggered. When we look at how many people get triggered by things, usually when I see somebody that gets triggered, they are upset about something somebody else did. Usually when people get triggered by something, they're upset that a certain person feels a certain way that they don't feel. Usually when somebody gets triggered, they ascribe emotions, you know, that they will look at there and they will say, okay, that person feels this way. That person's like this. They are, they clearly had to do this because they are X, Y, and Z. I would say, I don't know about the emotions part of it, but I do. We ascribe motivation. Yes. That isn't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. They will, they will say this. So to use your, your illustration here, they will say, here's your motive of why you did this. Then they will say this. Oh, you feel this way because, and it, it's this whole mixture of things where we are as a society, I'm not getting political and I'm not getting old versus young or rich versus poor. I don't care about that stuff. What I'm getting into is we are easily triggered. We are easily offended. What I said earlier, coach, about my kids and the weather and Halloween, my kids said something about a white Halloween. Let me post that on social media. What do you mean by white Halloween? Like, no, shut up. Like, I'm, I'm talking about the weather. Uh, I remember being a kid at a public school in Nashville, and we said something about the teacher talked about the blackboard. And one of my buddies, why has it got to be black? And it's like, sh- shut up. Like, like, quit being so easily triggered, easily offended. Let's, let's use our common sense when we speak. And you know what? If it requires you being perceived as a little bit of self-involved, maybe you need, you ready for this? To mind your business. Now, I realize that I'm kind of uh, abandoning subject verb agreement for fun. But what, what I'm saying here is we, we sometimes need to rein it in a little bit. Now, if you're hearing this today, all that happened is my wife gave me a great quote and I loved it. There is no, you're like, man, Taft's talking about this. And the irony of it is he sounds triggered. What I am saying is there's no circumstance. There's nothing that's happened. I just think I want people to calm down. My hope is that we could all slow our roll a little bit. Realize we only get one roll on this earth. We only get one time to go through it. And there's things, coach, I think you'll agree with me on this. There's things that are worth getting upset about. We were referring to somebody earlier who is in a very public profession. And one of the things you said is you said, he's choosing to fight this battle. And it might be the hill he's choosing to fight on. He's probably going to die on this hill. You know, he's connecting to something. And that's become a phrase for me. One thing I've said before is, I don't really think that's a fight that I want to pick. I don't really think that that is a hill that I want to die on. And what I'll say when I mean what I mean when I'm saying that is I'm always telling people, is this worth it? Is this worth the emotion? Is this worth what what you're doing here? And I'm trying to tell people, hey, let's let's be less triggered. Let's back up a little bit on some things. I, I've learned over the years, and mm-hmm. and again, this is through hard experience. Sure, sometimes 
that we only have the energy for so many fights. Oh, right. Right. You know, we have a finite limit or we have a finite number of fights in us. Sure. That's fair. So therefore we need to pick and choose the fights carefully that we wanted to get into or that we need to get into. Maybe not so much want to get into, but need to get into. Sure. And in 30 some years of teaching, I watched a lot of students and colleagues get involved in fights that really was a waste of energy. Mm. Right. You know, literally a waste of energy because they were fighting so hard for something they had absolutely no control to start with. Right. It didn't matter what people, (laughs) what you thought about this. It was going to happen whether you thought this should happen or not. Or it wasn't going to happen, and you think it should happen. Um, you know, I said people ascribing motivations that you know. I got blamed for doing so many things on a conspiracy of just wanting to maintain this or that. No, I made a decision at the moment, and I made a mistake. Right. Right. Or you know, I didn't see the whole picture at the time, and I'll own that if it, if that's what happened. No, I wasn't trying to keep somebody down. I wasn't trying to uh, promote myself over somebody else necessarily. On that, uh, don't don't ascribe motivation to me when you don't know. Right, and right. then at the same time, I got to listen to myself. I have found out that I have avoided a lot of fights. I've avoided a lot of conflicts by assuming that most people have good intentions. Sure. They make bad decisions. Right. They have good intentions, but they make bad decisions. And one of the things was a logic. Who in this world makes a choice knowing it's a bad choice? Mm. Mm. <laughs> You know, if I knew, you know, I've got choice A or sure, B. Sure. I'm going to make the choice at the moment of what I think is the best choice. Right. Now, right. I may find out later it was absolutely horrible. It was the absolutely wrong choice. But that's the hindsight part. You know, that's the, the part of at the time that I made it, this seemed to be seemed to be the best choice. Right. When I learned to ascribe that to my teachers and to, or excuse me, to my students and to my fellow teachers, then my approach to conflict changed dramatically. Right. Right. It was okay, they thought this was the best move. If I can figure out why that, maybe I can help bridge this over to a better outcome. Right. Right. I'm total agreement. And and so, you know, yeah, there's some horrible decisions out there. There's some bad decisions. At the time, it seemed like to that person. Now, it may have been out of ignorance. It may have been out of emotional baggage. There's a lot of reasons why people make the wrong decision. But at the moment, it seemed like the right decision to them, or they would have never made it. Right. Right. And if you at least give them that credit, now you can kind of hunt for the real cause of the problem and solve it. I I think that's necessary. And it took me many, many years to figure that out. (laughs) Right. But once I did, my stress level went way down. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, well, to 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 have that evaluation to say, hey, what's worth it? Like, 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 what is worth the emotion? What what is worth me investing in? And, and I hate to say choosing to get offended by, but choosing to be convicted of. I mean, yeah. there are so there are so many things. If I would if I would reduce them to their terms, if I would if I would rewind it, if I would walk it back, and I and I brought it back, all of a sudden I could stop and I could say, "Hey, this is this is not this is not worth what what I'm in. I'm not going to get back what I'm putting in on this. I'm going to spin my wheels. I'm going to be upset. I'm going to complain. I'm going to be, for lack of better terms, triggered." by this and I'm going to be triggered by it to the point where I have allowed somebody else to move my needle. I've allowed somebody else to write my narrative. I've allowed somebody else to run up the score. And here, maybe I've got to look and say, okay, number one, if my kingdom's not of this world, what am I so worried about? Number two, and again, I don't want people to hear this and think that I'm promoting some euphoria where you shouldn't care about anything and you shouldn't be invested or you shouldn't allow. You know, sometimes your emotion shows passion, shows that you care, shows that you're invested. Because, I mean, one of the things we say on the show a lot is, hey, leaders, if your people are talking, uh, that, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It shows that they care, shows that they have a hope, shows that they have an investment. But a lot of people choose to talk about things. They don't think about word economy. They don't think about what they're investing in. It's called sometimes a misplaced passion with yeah. what you're doing. Like, you know, go back to what I said earlier. We have only so many fights in us. Sure. Right. And right. we don't get to refill that tank. Right. Right. So That's we need accurate. to pick and choose which fights that we're going to get. I didn't say not to fight. I didn't right. say not get involved, but pick and choose those fights or those efforts that are going to get something accomplished instead of beating your head against a wall, spinning your wheels, whatever analogy you want to throw into it. Um, you know, it, 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 and that's, you know, I, I learned, you know, the first point, you know, when, when I came home from college one Christmas and realized my folks were splitting up, mm. I spent the entire Christmas break trying to solve the problem it took me a few years to figure out i wasn't in the problem wasn't in my power to fix right right and therefore all the efforts i made during that time was basically a waste of energy a waste of emotion you know what was the fact that I grieved for the split up of my parents a bad thing? No, you know that that part was was necessary, but all the time I tr- spent trying to reason with my father, or reason with my mother, and, you know, hey, you know, what do we think about this? Why don't you do this? And why don't you do this? And it was, it, it, it was time that I I spent a tremendous amount of energy and emotion on that. It was it was way beyond my scope. I make a decision every day yeah. of what I'm going to wear, of what I'm going to put on. Uh, the debate right now about mm-hmm. the cold weather versus the hot weather. I, I saw <laughs> one today and it said, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. 28 degrees is better than 98 degrees. And somebody was saying that joking around and my wife and I had a debate on that. And I said, look, I'd, I'd much rather be able to put on more. You know, if I get cold, I can put on more than the point where I can't take anything off. I yeah. hot. That just depends on the person. I get it. But we, we choose what we're going to wear every day. And as we go to break here, I want you to think about what it is that you're wearing. 
What is it you have chose to put on? What is it you have allowed yourself to be triggered by? And maybe it's time for you to take an inward look. Like my wife said, who cares if somebody describes you as being a little self-involved? Maybe it's time for me to choose which business I'm going to get into. We'll be back here on Circle Unbroken after the break. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. 
Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. So here you are listening to Circle Unbroken, whenever it finds you, wherever you are. We talk about that all the time. We also talk about our catchphrase that we've used repeatedly now for months, growing where you're planted. And maybe you look around and you say this, why am I here? What am I doing? What What's my purpose? I remember being on a bus, Coach. Um, and just to catch everybody up, I'm Taft Ayers, your host of Circle and Broken. Welcoming back my man, Coach Mike. All right, you ready? Yes, I'm okay. ready. Let's okay. go. Okay, okay. Let's okay. Roll. I wanted to catch them up on who's who and what are we doing. I remember being on a school bus, and there was a girl. Her name was not Sarah. It was Zara. Uh, Z-A-R-A. I remember calling her Zara, and she was like, no, it's like Sarah with a Z. And so it was, it was Zara. And I remember her asking this question one day. We're like in the fifth grade. And I remember her saying, what's your purpose in life? And she asked people this on the school bus. And, and you're in the fifth grade. Fifth grade. And you're in fifth grade. And, and I, remember, I remember going, uh, uh, ask me when I'm older. Okay? That, that was my response. Not a bad response. Hey, coach, I did what I had to. Uh <laughs> Here I am, I'm older, and I'm older, Coach, and I'm thinking about my purpose, and my purpose could be my children, right? Like like being the dad that I need to be for them, getting them to heaven, taking care of them. It could be leading my wife unapologetically leading her. She needs somebody to be the head of the house. She needs somebody to love her with compassion and conviction, knowing that if she, and this may be uh, non PC to some listeners, but hear me right here, knowing that if she submits to me, it's because she loves God a lot more than she could ever love Taft. You know, if you have a relationship that has submission in it, it's because that person looks and says, because of who I think God is, and because of who he is in my life, I will show submission to my partner. It's not, oh, obedience, and it's not, I'm the man, listen to me. It, it could be that that's my purpose. It could be my purpose is to lead people. Like, I, I like to speak, I like to talk, I like to preach, I like to teach. And it could be God's given you a gift, you know, try to lead people. And I can spend time on any different day looking at all of these purposes. But here's the reality of when I try to answer that question, coach, older in life here, there are little things that happen that trigger me, that get me flustered, that get me off. And while I'm searching for that purpose, these little things can be like little nicks, 
like little things. If you, they can't see me right now, but things I'm tapping on the thing, you're like just little chips, like just chipping away little, little kinks, little, little things that I can do to mess up my bigger purpose. And I think sometimes we'll always say trigger alert or trigger warning because we know somebody's going to get upset about something. But the reality of it, when I'm triggered, what I am doing is when you're shooting a gun and somebody says that you're trigger happy, you know what they're saying? You're throwing away your shot. You're not, you're not taking the right one here in this. And so I think we have to have a calibration, so to speak. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and again, carry on. Yeah. We only have so much ammunition. Yeah, right. Just so like we fights. Got, yeah, yeah, we got to make sure that the, you know, that the bullets we use count. Right. Right. And, and therefore, you know, because you don't get to unshoot it. Mm. Mm. And that's that I think, again, that's also 63 years of life talking as well as, you know, because you asked me back when I was 20, 30 years old, I probably, you know, thought, man, I got all kinds of bullets. I can mm. I'll shoot these out here and see what and see what happens. Spray and pray, <laughs> you know, uh, sure. you know, I, I figured out that that's not necessarily, you know, the right way uh, to to approach it. I. To, to come back to a little bit more mechanical idea there, you know, military figured out a long time ago, you don't give, you don't give fully automatic weapons to infantrymen Correct. in every case. You've got to be an officer. You've got to be somebody of training to get a fully automatic weapon. Otherwise you get the semi-automatic that shoots once at a time. Right. Until right. you learn how to pick and choose. Right. Your targets. Right. Then right. you become That's right. Then you get the high powered stuff. Okay. Okay. Learn that in life. You know, I, I, I'm a coach. I'm going to say sports has always been a microcosm of life. Right. Right. Uh, you know, I've made several decisions on the field that at the time sounded looked and, and sounded really good. You know, this, Hey, I'm going to surprise them and do this. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to have my quarterback throw this pass because no one else is looking for it. Well, guess what? I was wrong. Right. right. He was looking for it. And now <laughs> the ball's going the wrong direction and, and we're, you know, you know, then, you know, at the time it sounded, it looked good. Right. You know, that right. goes back to what I was saying before. Don't you know? I wasn't going to pick that play. You know, if I knew it was going to be an interception, you believe me, I'd have right, never picked it. Right, right, right. <laughs> What'd you do that for? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> if we ascribe that to life, sure. Yeah. You know, with the understanding is, you know, okay, in a football game, yeah, I get to try again. We get the ball back. We get to run another play. Right. We even get to go play another game sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Life, you know, I don't always have that. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I've got I've got one real good chance uh, to to either maintain or lose a relationship. Right, right. Because once I do that, the relationship is never the same. It's either better or it's worse. Right. Okay. Pick and choose the battle I'm going to fight about that relationship. Because whatever happens, I can't make that choice again. Right. No, that's it. That's that's accurate. There's an old, I always like to say an old wordsmith. His name is Marshall Mathers. People know him as Eminem. And he says in one of his songs, you don't get another chance. Life is no Nintendo game. 
And, and he's and he's telling them the truth. He's saying there's no reset. Now, cool thing if you're if you're a believer or a non-believer, cool thing is. Lamentations 3 says his mercies are new every morning. Mm. That's every day that you wake up. But when you start thinking about not getting a reset, you get a certain number of days. The same way you said you get a certain number of fights, the same way you get a certain number of play calls, the same way you get a certain number of bullets, conversations, relationships, whatever whatever it might be. And we've got to, instead of being afraid of that, sometimes I'll watch these parenting videos and I've seen one with the jelly beans. This is how many days you have left with your child. You know, uh, I've seen the sand. I've seen those. And they're good. They keep you in the moment. But then instead of being afraid of it, I look at it and say, I don't view my children as people that are the sand sifting through my fingers. Right. I, I just, if, if that's the case, uh, every day I'm going to be doing things out of fear. Like, don't don't botch this because of such mm-hmm. and such. I had a guy this past weekend. I thought I was going to correct his kid. And I, we, we were in a coaching situation. And I said, hey, I'm going to correct him right here. I just wanted to tell you and make sure that was okay because I'm going to talk to him. And he goes, no, please do it. He said, because if I do it, it's mean old dad. And I said to him, hey, man, I'm mean old dad about 10 times a day in my house. Are you ever mean old dad? And he was like, well, yeah. And I was like, okay, this guy has one kid. I have four kids. He is a buddy. I have children. You know, like we were going back. Mm-hmm. And I love this dude. Uh, but, but that was kind of like the vibe of where we were. And when I thought about it, I said, if I'm doing things out of fear or afraid they're going to be mad at me or, or slip off or do this, I don't want to be a dictator. But at the same time, what I want to do is say, I get one shot with you. When it comes to business, when it comes to church, when it comes to community, what I want to do is I want to say, hey, we get, we get, like I said earlier, like you said, I get one role, I get one shot at life. And I want to make an impression on you. And if I botch that impression, I want to try to mend it. I want to try to fix it because I don't wake up every day saying my aim is to trigger people. I don't wake up every day. I've told people this before. I will offend you because I'm human. Here's what I can promise you that I'll make every effort not to do. Repeat offend. Like if I do something that offends Coach Mike, I'm going to tell you, hey, that was bound to happen, and I'm sorry. Like I'm, like I'm for real sorry. What happens is my goal is not to – I may offend you about something else. <laughs> it won't <laughs> but, be for that reason. Yeah, but I'm not going to do it again. And I'm definitely not going to do it again on purpose because I get one shot. I get yeah. one role. Well, you're talking about a song, uh, and I'm an old English teacher, yeah. and there's a there's a poem you know, that most people around here probably mm-hmm. are familiar with uh, by Robert Frost. It's called The Road Not Taken. Right, right. And he speaks of basically coming to a fork in the road. Right. And he's got one that, okay, the path has obviously been taken a lot. It's worn down. It's smooth, all this stuff. There's another path that's a little bit less used. Mm-hmm. Which one do I take? And he, he and his process through the poem is knowing I can never come back to this and make this same choice again. Right, right. Because, you know, again, is it ever the same choice? You know, let's just take the two paths. If I take one path and I go up that path a little ways, I know what's out there. Sure. I didn't know that when I made that first choice. So when I come back to this same crossroads, it's not the same choice. Right. Because I know more of what the consequences are. (laughs) 
And he goes, you know, and, and basically, and he, he makes the comment, one choice leads to another, which leads to another, which leads to another. Basically, his whole idea is life is full of choices. Right, right. You know, be ready for that. Accept that. And he goes, and I, he goes, and, you know, his clu- conclusion, I chose the path less traveled. Right. And it has made all the difference. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the beauty of this poem, and here's the beauty of, of, of understanding what he's saying. He didn't say what the difference was. That's true. He didn't say it was a good difference or a bad difference. <laughs> he just said it, was, it made all the difference. I right. chose the one that most people don't go down. Right, right. And for whatever consequence, that made all the difference. Right, right. Is it a positive poem? Is it a negative poem? Kind of depends on your outlook on life. Yeah. What dif- what difference did it make? Yeah. And, 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 and I had a professor that asked him that one time. He, he said, I had the privilege of speaking to Frost before he died. And we got to talking about that poem. And he said, what difference, you know, what was the difference you were talking about? And he said, Frost said, kind of looked at him and he said, what difference is it for you? Oh, wow. Wow. And he said, basically, he figured out he left it that way on purpose. Right. Because it speaks now to everybody. What an answer. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he got, the professor said, I, I fell into the trap. He said, well, I think of this and this and this and this and this and this. And I think this. And he goes, okay, I guess that's all what it means. Mm. <laughs> well, and the reality of it is Frost could have answered that a certain way. Yep. And if Frost had answered it a certain way, let's say he told you really what it was. You know what would have happened? You probably would have, and I'm going to use this. I'm not just being cheap, and this yep. isn't a layup here. You probably would have triggered half the audience. Yep. Like if you had, if you had told no, them that's it not that what way, it means, yeah. right? And no, uh, no, I thought this, or I'm, my opinion shifted to this, or I, I think that, and that's that, coach. That's where we are. Like the things that I do believe, however you perceive and interpret heaven and living with God forever, whatever that's going to be like, all the debate on will we have this? Will it be this? Will it be this? I think. There is the concept of, wow, my flesh really thought about this on earth. (laughs) You know, I really got worked up about this. You know, when you're when you're in perfection, when you're in the moment where you don't. Hey, I'm not. It's like when look when you take the right medicine and you're not sick or you're not hurting, you have an evaluation for, okay, this is how bad I was. This is how much pain I had. This is this is where I was. When you heal, you're even more so able to look back and say, ooh, this is how bad my leg was. This is how bad the sickness was. When you grow and you change and you develop and you look back, you're able to go, boy, I was I was pretty bad then. I think there's things right now that we are being triggered by, that we are being altered by, where when we realize I'm gonna get to another state. And when I get to that other state of point of growth in my life, I'm going to look back and go, <laughs> come on. Yeah, there, there, there's an idea that, you know, the idea is that heaven is so much vast or so much better than we can't, that we can't mm-hmm. comprehend it. Well, here's, here's a philosoph- philosophical idea for me to say why. Right. Is we perceive this world in terms of opposites. Right. How do we, how do we perceive light? We've got to know what darkness is. How do we perceive good? We've got to know what evil is. Otherwise, we don't understand the primary concept. Right. 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 Okay. You know, it, it, how do I understand feeling good? Well, I've got to feel bad every so often. 
Otherwise, right. I don't understand it. I don't feel, I don't get it. I don't, okay, heaven eliminates the opposite. And therefore, we can't conceive it right now. Right, right. That's and, accurate. And so we've got to deal with it in terms of what we can conceive, which is opposites. Heaven is so much better than what the bad place is. Okay, there's the opposite. Right. Right. When we get there, there won't be bad. Mm. Okay. Right now, we can't conceive that. Right. Right. And therefore, it's beyond our understanding. Hey, these are nuggets for you. We're going to the break. We'll be back on Circle Unbroken. Listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. 
come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street, across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercary.com. That's huntercary.com. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. here on Circle Unbroken. And here's what we hope. What we hope is that this finds you, number one, having a great day. But here's the reality. That's our hope. But the reality sometimes is you're in the middle of it. Like you're in some stuff. Like this is hard. This is difficult. This is tough. You are offended. You are hurt. You are broken. And I started the show today by sharing you a quote from my wife that she said recently. And I want to share it with you again. She was talking about something and somebody. She was talking about a situation. And she said this. Sometimes, Taft, people call it being self-involved. Where you look at that person and you think, oh, all they care about is themselves. Where you think, oh, all they do is just keep to themselves. They don't really care about other people. And she said, But, but she said, what it might actually be is what I call it, minding your business. And when she said that, I like to say minding your business, but that's not how my wife talks, right? I want to, I always want to make things more fun and kind of dumb them down a little, but here's where we are, coach. We are talking on the circle and broken with a specific audience. People that usually find us have a care about the faith space. They have a care about being a good person in business. And they have a care about making their community better. That's usually what we attract and what we wind up bringing back. Now, if you're finding us for the first time, this isn't just a preachy show. 
This isn't just about business 101, and it's not just about community politics and involvement, but we do think in all of those things, we've got to admit, acknowledge, understand, and maybe rectify the fact that we get triggered. We are people that get offended. Back in the day for me, it used to take really big things to offend me. I mean, it used to take, can you believe that they did fill in the blank? Can you believe that this happened? And you know what? The way I was raised, coach, I wasn't raised in perfection, but this was I was raised with. I grew up literally in the shadow of the steeple of a 1300 member church in Creve Hall, which was a big church for that area. I was raised in the shadow of that. And when I say that church, when I say that place, when I say that or institution, organization, body believers was a big deal in my life. Here's what I mean. They cut a hole in the fence, like a, like a walkthrough for me to walk through to that church. Like I grew up over there with everything about it. And so I knew about deacons meetings. I would see them when they were happening. Think about what happens next to your house. I would see when their cars were there on, on a, during a certain time. And then if I was playing in my yard, I would hear the deacons conversations after the meetings. You know, all those parking lot combos. I mean, as a young kid, I heard it all. It's amazing that I'm still an air quote faithful Christian after the things that I saw. But here's what happened, coach. I would take something huge to offend me. Huge. It had to be big because I'd, I'd seen it all. I wasn't sheltered, wasn't in a bubble. But because of the way I was raised, we quickly shifted to the road of forgiveness. Not, not, not that we were doormats, not that we said, Hey, come abuse us and come do this. But like I was right there. And so I would see a lot of the pains of big time church and I would see a lot of the huge blow ups of what would happen when somebody was unfaithful, when somebody was scandalous, when something happened, when somebody was just mean or, you know, whatever. But then I would quickly have to go to, okay, I got it. That was, that was terrible. How are they going to make this right? I didn't have a lot of time to stay offended. And so we weren't offended by little things. We weren't, we weren't operating this way. And so I couldn't hold a grudge or do this forever because you had to move on. You had to get on. In this day and age with my devices, I'm sitting here recording the show with you. I got my phone right here. I've probably experienced three or four different emotions than you have while we're recording the same show because of messages that I've gotten, because of things that I've seen, because of a bathroom break that I took and, and heard X, Y, and Z. Like, there's all these opportunities where I'm going to say this and I don't know what your belief system is when you're hearing this, but it is challenging to be a Christian in the world that we live in right now. It's challenging. There are darts, there are warnings, there are difficulties. Taft, let's, let's, let's call it what it is though. That's always been that way. But here's even the next, Christ even right. mentioned it's it's going to be a challenge. It's a new way. Yeah, it's, it's a it's different a challenge. Form. But the base challenge is yeah. always the same. But and, but yeah, there's different well, triggers to you it. You talked <laughs> about weapons and bullets yeah. earlier. This is the deal. Now I think more than ever, if I was working for the enemy, I would say these are all new tools. Oh yeah. There's so many new things that we can do. And to use the illustration of ammunition earlier, one of the things I think that happens a lot of times is Christians nowadays, we're taking the weapons that we have and we're handing them to the enemy. And, and he has those things. And here's what happens a lot of times. I think we forget 
that when I'm not triggered, when I'm not offended, when I'm not full of hate, what I'm doing is whatever weapon the enemy has, I am taking those out of his weapon. Like I am taking the ammunition out. When Mike chooses not to hate Taft because of something I've done to Mike, you are literally taking a bullet out of the enemy's gun. You are taking the ammunition away from that side. And I'm like, hey, there's so many things that are easily accessible in this day and age. There's so many things that are easy for us to get to and do. I can do business fast. You can you can produce a recording fast. Like we can do these things quickly. But then also I can blow up a relationship quick. I can I can do this fast, but I can also add in, invest, and build up goodwill in things in record time now too, where I say, Hey, here's a little touch. Here's hey, I I believe in you. Like there's we we've got to look at what we're doing from investing, uh depositing and withdrawing and say, Man, what is triggering doing to me? Yeah, I think there's also the idea, you know, we get triggered because we like to think. Sure. We like to think we're independent. We like to think we're in control. And we get triggered by certain, because no one's going to say that to me right. and get away with it. Right. And nobody's going to, you know, if they're going to do this, I'm going to do this. And I, okay, stop and think about what you just said. Who's really in control? Right. Right. You know, I, I, I've had to do this with students and, you know, Try and calm, you know, talk down a fight and stuff like that. Well, he can't say that to me. And do the, you know, get away with it and stuff like that. And I, I said, he goes, no one's going to tell me how to do it. And I said, you, he just did, right, right. Because what you know goes because he said this. You, he knew you were going to do this. Who's in control of this? Mm. And second, now here's the sad part: you allowed it, right, right. I said, if you just don't react, he has no control. That's accurate. And, you know, it, it, boy, it's, it's hard to get high schoolers to understand that sometimes. Right. It's, to tell you the truth, it's hard to get adults to understand that. <laughs> it sure that. is, man. But man, if I could ever is. get them to understand that, you know, again, that's something I had to learn mm-hmm. was to stop. And, you know, when I, and, and when I, this is where I come back to motivation. At the time the choice was made, it, you know, I attribute it to the idea that at the time somebody made a choice, they thought that was the best choice. Yes. Yes. And then, okay, hindsight tells us something different. Experience tells us something different. My experience will tell my, you know, I see my kids making these choices. I can tell them ahead of time or I can advise them ahead of time. This is where this choice is going to lead. Right. Because right. why? I've been there. I've taught that or I have learned that. The the idea is still, you know, they're going to have to make that choice for themselves eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, once I learned to accept that it was they made the best choice that they could make at that moment, forgiving became a lot easier. And that's what you want. And, and it became a lot easier for me because it was logical. Okay. Yeah, what they did hurt me. What they said hurt me. Mm-hmm. At the moment, it seemed like the best option for them. Right, right, right. I've made mistakes. At the time, I made that. At the time, I chose that. <laughs> I went back to the football play. At the time, I chose that play. It was the best. I felt it was the best option that I had. I've learned since then. No, that's not the best <laughs> option. 
Right. You know, this is the, these are the likely consequences. Well, life happens that way too. There's uh, so many consequences. Yeah. But ascribing, you know, he did this because he hates me. Sure. Sure. I, you know, again, we are, here's where we are kind of self-indulgent. Right. The world's out to get me. The world doesn't really care about you that much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. The world doesn't really think about you that much. No, they don't. They do not. You know, uh, some kids will say, well, this teacher's all out to get me. All they, all they ever do is try to get me. And I said, honestly, I said, listen, they don't think about you that much. We don't wake don't. up in the morning to do that to you. Yeah. Remember when we were talking about customer service yeah. and we were talking about you, what they want to say to you is, I didn't I didn't try to break your fridge. I didn't yeah. want to sell you a faulty product. People don't think about you. The that world doesn't revolve around you in that sense. And, and, and once you get that, you get that idea that, you know, yes, you're important in your, in your sphere. And the people you touch are important in your sphere. Outside of that, yep. I'm sorry. Here's the hard fact: people really don't care. Bing, <laughs> bingo to what you're saying. You know, yes. And, and uh, you know, there's no use getting all bent out of shape. Yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of like I, I kind of look at this in politics. I can I can get aggravated and mad at what Trump does, what Biden does or says and stuff like that. Sure. But honestly, does it really you know, does Trump really care what I think? Right. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, he doesn't. He's got he's got his circle that matters to him. Right. And I'm not in it. <laughs> <laughs> There's there is a there is a phrase that people have said before. They have they have talked about good thoughts in you know, and they've mm. talked about not letting bad things in. But if you if you let these good thoughts come in, then good things will go out. You know, oh, there's, yeah, there's this mentality. We don't share a ton of Bible verses on this podcast, on this radio show. There's one that I want to read to people. I want to read it to you. It comes from Philippians chapter four. And I want to read it to you because the preachers quote it. People talk about it a lot within the church walls, but this is not one that many people outside of the church space know. And so I am sure there could be a believer listening to this right now who says, I believe in God. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian and it could even be an air quote, you know, like I, I'm a good person. I do the right things. I don't, I don't serve the devil, you know, but you maybe have never thought about this verse and it might lead you down a path of being less triggered. It might make you think about what you're placing your passion in and it might encourage you to grow. It's Philippians chapter four verses four through nine. And I just want to read it. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how much scripture you've had in your life lately. But I want you to hear this as we roll out today. Finally, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. And as you hear this today, I want you to think about that list. 
and think about the things that you allow into your mind, into your orbit, into your space, things that you allow to be deposited into your life. And I want you to be real honest in your evaluation. Am I thinking about things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy? Maybe it's time for me and for you to start thinking about those things. We love you from your family here at Circle Unbroken. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that.